0: Seem sing, sing, sing to sing with a little more vigor. Feel the, the dew in the air. And I just thought to myself, it was a day like today that Mary went to see where they had laid Jesus. She got there and the the stone was rolled away, and she was sorrowful. She asked who she thought was the gardener, where have you laid him? And she, she had a revelation. This isn't the gardener. This is my God. Jesus is alive. And I just, I just rejoiced in that great light to know that in this world with all kinds of challenges today, no matter what you may be facing, Jesus is alive and well, and the Lord can help you with your situation. We just give him praise right now in Jesus' name. We thank you today. Truly, oh God, we praise you, Lord, for your great grace toward us. Thank you today. Amen. Amen. I appreciate all the effort that's went in the past few weeks and trying to make the church look good. I think uh, we don't have a light out in the sanctuary amen and uh everything looks so nice and i do appreciate everyone that made some effort brother uh, ryan was i've actually got pictorial proof sister jennifer that he knows how to mop a floor in case you were, were in doubt amen amen i do appreciate each one of you and thankful for the presence of the lord I do want you to know I have set my alarm. It's going to go off, and when it goes off, I'm going to be through probably before it goes off because I know uh, we have felt the presence of the Lord. I probably don't have to preach, but it does fall my privilege and responsibility to do that. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you have your Bibles... You can turn with me. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. Can we stand together? 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3 but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost in whom the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of christ of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down, say it with me, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our mortal flesh. And for just the next few minutes, my title today is Face to Face. Amen. Father, we love you today. Thank you, Lord, for the presence of your spirit that we feel here today. Lord, I pray that you would confirm things that you have been dealing with each person here over the past few days and weeks. Lord, that again, you'd let them know they're not alone, that you're not ignorant of their situation, but you do hear their prayers, and you do have a plan. And everybody said in Jesus' name. You can be seated face to face. As often is my custom when I am in preparation to preach, if there is a particular word that stands out to me, I will look in my Bible program and I will look to see how many times a particular word is found in the scripture. And the word face in my King James Bible, it is found 444 times for those that like Good numbers, that sounds like a good number. Everybody say a lot. Face. It's a, it's a theme throughout Scripture, and if we would be honest, faces, the face we're very focused on as well. Amen. Those of you that are prone to look in the mirror, you probably check your teeth and check your nose, make sure you look good. Some of us aren't prone to look in the mirror, and that's obvious sometimes. <clears throat> but we we recognize people. I, as I have uh, become much more experienced and advanced in age, I have found that I should wear glasses. I have prescription. I just neglect to wear them. And anytime I go to a large store like Walmart or, I don't try not to go to Walmart, but Home Depot, or I'll see someone's form. And it's fuzzy, and a lot of times I'll discern who it is before I actually see their face because their form is very familiar to me. There's one guy, he's actually a pastor here in Clinton that I have a a good relationship with, and uh, I've seen him about everywhere I go, so when I see this fuzzy form, I almost know who he is before I see his face. Because we identify, one of the ways we identify people is what their face looks like, right? Right? And and the scripture uh, lets us know that that, that God demonstrated, manifested, and, and revealed His glory to humanity in the face of Jesus Christ. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of their eyes, lest they would see the glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You know, uh, you see this throughout Scripture. Jesus in his ministry was a very personal individual. He chose 12 specifically, but you find him sitting down and eating with all manner of people. He went to Zacchaeus' house. In whom it seems like most of the community would have anything to do with him because of things that he had done in the past. But Jesus told Zacchaeus, Come down from that tree, I'm going to your house today. Jesus would go and sit down with people and commune with people. He was criticized because he ate with sinners. We find that he was criticized because he would be in the company of the untouchables, the unspeakables. And Jesus, uh, speaking to a, a group of very highly religious people, uh, there was a conversation, you know, what's the greatest of the commandments? And, and the man said uh, to love the Lord, uh, your God, and to treat your neighbor as yourself. And he, like all of us, we sometimes try to wiggle ourselves away from our personal responsibility. And he said, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus used as an exemplary individual to demonstrate what it means to be a neighbor in the person of someone the Jews hated, a Samaritan. And he was essentially saying, anybody can treat someone else right. Even a Samaritan. You know... Any of us, if we want to, we can treat people right. Selah. I know that we've all been done wrong by people, but we understand that one of the great victories Jesus gives us is we don't have to allow other people's trouble to trouble us. I know that. That, that there are times that people will try to dump their trash in our life but you don't have to let other people's trash trash up your life you can just pick it up and understand this this is their problem it's not my problem uh, we, we have the ability to not not dictate not allow our circumstances to be dictated by other people's problems but we can rise above it and live to a higher level of living by simply practicing some simple principles. Uh, Forgive those that do you wrong. Pray for those that treat you wrong. Uh, Bless those that seem to have it out for you. And a lot of times people say, well, they don't deserve it. Well, we must understand the gospel of Jesus Christ and his principles of living is not really about other people. It's about learning how to live for yourself. So that you can be blessed. Forgiveness isn't about the person that did you wrong. Forgiveness is about you. Because some people will never say, I'm sorry, right? Some people are, are, are oblivious to what they're doing to you because they're so wrapped up in themselves. You've heard it said, hurt people, hurt people, right? And a lot of times we just seem to find ourselves as collateral damage. To the absolute chaos that's going on in their heart, in their mind, in their life. And we take it personal when reality... Have <laughs> you, you ever had or knew someone that had a car that leaked oil everywhere it went? And left smoke everywhere it went? Right? And trash blew out of the back of the dirt everywhere they went? And, and if it happens in your driveway, you're like, I cannot believe they did that in my driveway. But it's not about your driveway. They're not, they're they're so, they're so, their life has got so many issues and, and, and we can't allow other people's oil leaking in our life and causing trouble in our life to steal from us the joy that God has given us. God has been good to me. Amen. Smell the flowers. Enjoy the sunrise, the sunset. But there's something inside of us that oftentimes our eye is drawn to the flaw. Our mind is drawn to the chaos. Uh, if it, it used to be said, if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, we as individuals, we are drawn like a moth to the flame to trouble. But ultimately, our faith and its ability to affect us positively is demonstrated that we can live in a way that our life is not defined by everyone else's issues. And truth of the matter is, the Spirit of God that is in us gives us the ability to change someone else's life. This morning, uh, just in the waking moments of the morning, I I was dreaming. Dreaming, vision, I don't know. But I saw a person, and they, they had had a surgery, and they, they were still dealing with the effect of that surgery, and they were frustrated. They were in pain, and they were, they had shame, and they were sharing with this individual. I didn't know who either one of these people are, uh, and, and and they they were talking. And this person that was in this trouble, the situation, uh, this person said to the other, I, I, "I just I don't know what to do." This other person said to the person in pain shame and frustration let's just pray about it and I woke up say that with me, let's just pray about it prayer really does work none of us are living for God simply because The Bible blew our intellectual mind. None of us believe in God because someone convinced us through science that there is a God. But there is an intangible, invisible, unexplainable reality of the supernatural spiritual world that has talked to us and no one else could hear the voice has touched us, and no one knew that something was going on. And every one of you, under the sound of my voice, you have felt that thing, that, that experience. You have heard that voice. You have felt that impression. And you knew in that moment, in that very personal space, that there was something God was trying to talk to you. <coughs> Amen. mean, the Lord wants to get in a close way to look at us face to face. I truly believe that the reason why He created the sun, moon, and the stars, Jupiter, uh, Mars, and Mercury, uh, um, the reason why He created the, 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 the earth and the water and the, the land, He created all of it as an environment where He formed man from the dust of the earth and breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living soul all that he did. He did it because he wanted to have a face-to-face relationship with someone given a choice would choose him over everything else. I believe God purposely planted the garden in the garden, the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because he wanted someone, he wanted everyone to be able to exercise their ability to choose. I can either walk with God in relationship or I can do something else. He wanted everyone to know you're not a robot. You're under no 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 demand. You can live your life. You can do your thing. And 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 I, I I'm reaching for you. I love you. But I want you to love me because you want to love me. And and there is this. <coughs> it's not just simply an intellectual exercise. There is an intangible. Unexplainable reality to God dealing with you. Just like this morning, I, I, I do not spiritualize my almost ninety nine percent of my dreams. I've learned not to tell my wife my dreams. She, she, she ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> she doesn't want to hear my dreams. <laughs> Bless her. Of course, if you hadn't heard my dreams. You want to hear me either. So I, I, don't, I don't spiritualize every dream, and I know sometimes people put way too... But I know this morning, in, in, in the moments right before I woke up, I knew that the Lord was speaking to my heart. And I don't know if it's someone here. I know that i got some text messages during service. They're watching service online. I don't know. It may be for them. But but I know that the Lord has the ability to commune with us and communicate with us. And I believe he wants us to know that we we can take things that we are dealing with and take them to the Lord in prayer. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. It is such a comfort to know you really can talk to the Lord about your troubles and your frustrations and your choices and decisions and the Lord has time and the Lord will talk to you. The Lord will lead you. The Lord will guide you. The Lord will protect you. He is more concerned about what's going on in your life than even you are concerned about what's going on in your life. And sometimes we have not because we ask not or we're asking for things the Lord doesn't have for us but I'm telling you that the Bible tells us that if we ask anything of the Lord according to his will that we can ask what we will and it shall be done why because the Lord has a will for our life God has a desire for our life God has a design for our life but the way that we are able to Interface, to connect, to find ourselves in alignment and position for the Word and the work of God to be experienced is we're going to find it when we are seeking the face of the Lord. You know, we know David in the Old Testament, King David, Shepherd Boy David, he was not a perfect person. He did some really unspeakably terrible things. But the thing that makes David unique, before he messed up, the Bible says, the Lord said of David, he was a man that was after God's heart. That doesn't mean his heart was like God. His heart was after God's heart. He wanted to know the heart of God. He wanted to know the opinion of God. He wanted to be in the presence of God. What's the first thing, one of the first things David did? David built a house for God because there was something in him. His heart was after God. And that's the reason why the Lord chose him. That's the, the reason why the Lord blessed him. And even when he did unspeakably terrible, diabolical, terrible things, when the man of God came and pointed his finger at his face and said that Thou art the man. David didn't blame Saul. David didn't blame Jesse. David didn't blame Abinadab. David didn't blame Samuel. David said, It is is me. I I have sinned against the Lord. And he didn't quit making excuses. He didn't blame anybody else. He took responsibility. And in that place of humble repentance, the Lord gave him another chance. I don't know where everyone's at. I don't know what you're dealing with. But sometimes the best approach to finding, not sometimes, every time, the best approach to finding ourselves back in good graces with the Lord, it simply begins with a submission and a humble heart to say, Lord God, forgive me for being such a hard-headed, stubborn, rebellious stinking thinking a uh, bitter Lord forgive me Lord for 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 holding grudges against people that have done the exact kind of things I've done I've made ex- made excuses for myself and I've judged them for the very thing God forgive me Lord help me Lord God I don't want I don't want to carry the load I don't want them to go to hell I want them to be saved Lord forgive me for for being so bitter Lord I forgive them Lord, I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell with them, Lord. Forgive them in Jesus' name. I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive me. Forgive me. Amen. Can we just pray that right now? Can all of us, just with a humble, sincere just attitude, toward God, forgive me for my pride, forgive me for my stubbornness, forgive me for my rebellion forgive me Lord for carrying loads Lord I had no busy carrying Lord oh God in the name of Jesus Lord forgive me forgive me today God I, I, I don't want to allow anything to separate me from you yes. you know the book of revelations it gives us a special glimpse into the Early church. I've heard people say sometimes people are prone to criticism, and a lot of times people are drawn to criticism about the church or preachers. And granted, there's all kinds of trouble in the church. If you haven't been hurt by someone in the church, if a preacher hasn't offended you or you've been disappointed in a preacher, amen. Just, just wait a minute. <laughs> it's coming, right? The only perfect church is one with no people in it. And there is no perfect saint. There's no perfect preacher. We all put our socks on one foot at a time. And we all have a bad day sometimes. If I've, if I've hurt your feelings, uh, I'm sorry. And you have to forgive me because you want to go to heaven, right? <clears throat> I, it's, it's the fact that really it, we're not going to go to heaven because we didn't have any bad experiences. We're going to go to heaven because we forgave everybody that did us wrong. Because offense is the test. It's not the, 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 the ultimate test of whether you're going to go to heaven or not isn't whether, uh, 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 whether you repented of your sins. It's really going to be whether you forgave others of, of what they've done wrong to you. Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, my Father in heaven will not forgive you. Amen. I, this isn't in my notes. This is free. Amen. face to face in the in the book of revelation <clears throat> we see a flawed church full of flawed people doing imperfect things but the favorite entreaty Jesus gave to one of the churches it says behold i stand at the door and knock he's talking to the church He's talking to people in the church. They they are part of the church. And Jesus is saying, I'm on the outside. You don't have fellowship with me. I'm not in the house with you. I am standing on the outside. But behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, commune with him. And if I may say, face to face. God wants to talk to you in a very personal way. There is no sin too dirty. There is no failure too big that the Lord Jesus Christ cannot cleanse you from that sin and failure. How much did Jesus want to do? How badly did Jesus want to forgive us? Jesus was willing to take stripes on his back for our healing. He was willing to be beaten black and blue and have his beard plucked from his face. He was willing to take a crown of thorns on his head. He was willing to be stripped and hung on a cross and and hang there till he died because he wanted to shed his blood for your sin and if he was willing to do that for you that was a lot easier it's a lot easier for us than it was for him how hard is it to be forgiven (laughs) repent of your sins be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost when you've been born again of the water and the Spirit you have access for the the, the presence of the Lord not just to be right there in front of you but to have the presence of the Lord inside of you not just a face-to-face but literally inside of you that when you don't know how to pray as you ought the Spirit of the Living God will pray through you to see God's will done in your life what what a privilege it is to be at one man with atonement to, to be at that place of oneness with God. Jesus paid the price. Here at the conclusion of this service, my alarm's about to go off. I, I'm, I'm gonna read you a scripture, and I invite those of you, you know, the children, you know, if they've been baptized, uh, they, can, they can take communion. Uh, Anybody can. You don't have to. You're under no obligation. But if you want to, we are going to uh, take communion. I've got it written down right here. Communion. Everybody say face-to-face. Jesus established this New Testament form of the Passover. It was Passover. They were taking Passover just before... He was betrayed, just before He was denied, just before they all deserted Him. It was just before uh, the passion of His crucifixion and that whole process happened. Just before all that happened, after the same manner also, he Jesus took the cup and when He had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup. Eat this bread and drink this cup. Unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not perish. Amen. I would just like to take a minute. You know the miracle is that if we don't drink it if we drink and take the communion unworthily that you know you get sick and bad things can happen. But if you do drink it in Thanksgiving I believe that God can heal you. I believe the Lord can touch you. I believe the Lord can help you. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Lord on this this Resurrection Sunday, and we remember the great suffering that you partook on of yourself for me, that, Lord Jesus, you took my my sin and my stubbornness, my, my selfishness, my carnality, you, you took all of the things that we've done wrong and you nailed them to your cross. And, Lord, you shed your precious blood That, Lord, my sin, our sin, the sins of the whole world could find forgiveness and mercy. Lord Jesus, as we take this cup and and, and we, we eat this bread. Lord Jesus, we do it. Lord, looking forward to the great resurrection day. When you come again and all those that have received the spirit of resurrection, we shall be raised just as you were raised. And we shall be changed even as you were changed. Lord God, we have this hope today and we take it, Lord. We take it in thanksgiving for what you've done. And we take it in anticipation for what you will bring us into on that great, great day of the Lord. And everybody said in Jesus' name, let's stand together. Amen, brother Ryan, brother B.J. If you'd come up here and, amen, help people. Uh, just I guess you pick up the plates. If y'all just come, these are uh, what we had. That was good. I had ordered some of those easy ones and they didn't look very good. So, amen. We'll eat it and thank God for it. If y'all want to start this way and everybody can just come and we'll we'll get it done. Amen. In Jesus' name, let's just pray. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus, we love you today. Hallelujah. We love you today, Jesus. Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you today. Thank you today. See you. Mm -hmm. She's so sweet, ain't she? She is. Hallelujah. Can we just pray for a moment in Jesus' name? Search my heart, Lord. God, if there is anything in me, Lord, that is not like you, Lord. If I have any attitudes, Lord, or thoughts or opinions, Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you would speak to us and help us, Lord Jesus, to allow you, Lord, to lead us, to guide us, even to correct us as you see fit. Lord, because we want your favor, we want your blessing. Lord, truly, oh God, we want to do your will. And, Lord, I pray that for everyone here today. Lord, help us, Lord, to be in your will, to do your will, to please you in all that we do. Amen. And after this manner, he said, take this this bread. I'm going to find my scripture again here. Hallelujah. After the same manner also, he he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, uh, let's take the bread, it's as the Lord's body, in Jesus' name. And after the same manner, he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This is the cup of the New Testament in my blood, that this do ye as oft as you drink it, in remembrance of me. amen would music just come and amen if you have something amen you can be seated for just a moment just in the presence of the Lord in Jesus name hallelujah